everybody. Thanks again for joining me for another edition of March 4th with Mike Bauman. I, of course, am your host, Mike Bauman. Whoever you are, wherever you are listening from, thank you so much for checking out the podcast. If you're a returning listener, I greatly appreciate the continued love and support. And if you're a brand new listener of March 4th, thank you so much for hopping aboard that pirate ship. You can follow me on Instagram at March 4th Pod, on Twitter at Mike V. Bauman, and the host site is March4th.podbean.com. You made it here, so you found me somehow, and I greatly appreciate you checking out the show. I hope that everybody is doing well out there in the world, and if not, I'm sending good loves and positive vibes your way into your loved ones, your family, your friends, but we're in the last quarter of the year. You know, It's fall time. It's a, it's a great time of year for me as a football fan. Uh, even though both of my two of my three teams lost this weekend, Notre Dame lost, um, the Lions lost, and my Toledo Rockets, my alma mater, won uh, pretty handily over UMass. But uh, so I, I was was a little bummed out that Notre Dame lost. But at the same time, man, like um, I don't think if you're a college football fan, listen to this. Like in my humble opinion, for what it's worth, I don't think anybody's beaten Georgia this year. Uh, no disrespect to Alabama, the Crimson Tide. We all know what they do and the guys they put in the league and what Nick Saban has done, but I just feel like it's Georgia's year, man. I mean, they, Arkansas, you know, their their program is is on the up and up, it's resurging, and they went into Georgia and Georgia just disposed of them like they were nothing, man. I think they shut them out. That defense is good, dude. Georgia is good. I just don't think anybody's messing with the Bulldogs this year if they stay healthy. So, you know, I love my beloved Fighting Irish, but you know, right now, I mean, it, you know, you just got to be real. They're not on that level where, like, Georgia and I think Alabama are at. And it doesn't mean they can't get there. You know, uh, Brian Kelly's a great coach. They've put a lot of guys in the league the last few years. But just this year, their offensive line has had some struggles. You know, they're rotating three different quarterbacks. And, uh, you know, yesterday, um, I'm recording this on a Sunday. Yesterday, I thought the, the defense actually played pretty well. It was the turnovers that kind of put them behind the eight ball against Cincinnati. But give credit to Cincinnati, man. They're for real, too. You know, Fickle's done an amazing job with the Bearcats. So shout out to everybody in Southern Ohio, about three hours from where I grew up in Toledo. I love Cincinnati, big Reds fan, but uh, they're the real deal. So, you know, we'll see. It's a long season. You know, um, you know, football is obviously a brutal game, man. There's a lot of injuries that happen. And, and again, I, I don't wish injuries on anybody you know I always want to see my teams play teams at full strength and I want the teams that I root for to be at full strength so but I just feel like if Georgia stays healthy and Alabama stays healthy that's probably who you're going to see in the national championship when when it's all said and done here in a few months and it doesn't mean that Notre Dame still doesn't have an outside chance to crash the party if they win the rest of their games and uh, only only have the one loss but Cincinnati I think at this point, um, is the the best team that they've played all year, and they lost at home. So, you know, as far as their strength of schedule goes the rest of the year, I mean, they still have, I think, Virginia Tech, North Carolina, USC, Stanford, who just upset Oregon yesterday. So, you know, uh, and Oregon was number three. So, again, there's a lot that can happen. But when you talk about the Ohio State's the world, Michigan State and Michigan have both been playing really well. Penn State's been playing really well in the Big Ten, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, you never know, you know, Cincinnati, there's, there's, there's going to be some teams outside of those power conferences that, that, you know, if they, if they run the table and go undefeated, certainly at this point, if Cincinnati does, you know, depending on what shakes, what shakes out with, with the rest of the college football landscape and the, the top 10, you know, they, they probably get the edge over Notre Dame, you know, with, with that loss now. But again, you know, um, 
I, I love Notre Dame. I, I didn't know that at the beginning of this year that they were going to be quite on that level, but I thought, hey, if they put it together, they can get there again. And, uh, you know, they're still going to be in a fun bowl game, man, regardless. So in Detroit, man, I love the Lions. Uh, I'm a lifelong, you know, pretty pretty much a lifelong Lions fan. You know, I love Barry Sanders, one of my favorite players of all time. Calvin Johnson, one of the best receivers ever. Uh, he's gotten a lot of love recently with his Hall of Fame induction, well-deserved uh, hopefully in time that, that relationship can repair between, you know, the front office in Detroit and Calvin Johnson, but the fans love him. We know what he did for the team, man. But, uh, yeah, I, I really thought they would get it done in Chicago and they just, they just couldn't get it done, man. Um, but Hey, again, it's a long season. I think there's what, 15 weeks left. So there's what, 17 games this year. I think it used to be a 16 game season. And now it's a 17 game season. My memory serves me right. Um, so you know, I love Dan Campbell. I think he's a great coach. I think he's a great motivator. They're playing hard. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, they'll they'll get it, man. They'll, it'll it'll come together. You know, it'll come together. It's a culture shift. It's a first year of a new head coach. You know, bringing in a new quarterback. So there's a lot of changes. You know, my expectations weren't incredibly high as far as like, oh, they can make the playoffs. Like I knew it was going to be a struggle this year, you know, but I thought, yeah, between six and eight wins, I still, and I still think they can get there, man. I still think they can, you know, they've got talent. Um, they just got to put four quarters of football together, man. So, uh, but yeah, so for those of you who don't like football, you're probably like, why did he just talk about football? But man, I'm just going off the dome. I'm just letting it flow. Sometimes I, I get too up in my head. And if you guys only knew how many times I record these and re-record them, but I'm feeling good, man. It's, um, it's been a relaxing weekend. It was good to catch up on some some rest and relaxation. This is, uh, again, I love this time of year, not just because of football, but I do enjoy Halloween a lot. I do enjoy the fall weather a lot. It comes and goes pretty quick here in Tennessee in terms of the leaves changing, you know, because it's so hot in the summer. I feel like it just singes all the leaves, but it is gorgeous for like a few weeks, man, the the colors here on the trees in the fall. It's uh, it's really something to uh, to behold, you know, if you ever get a chance to visit like the Smoky Mountains or anything, which are a few hours east of where I am right now, uh, in my bat cave somewhere outside of Nashville, Tennessee, but, uh, it's a beautiful part of the country, man. But yeah, I just feel real blessed, man. You know, I've, I've had my ups and downs and these, these last five, six months have been challenging, but, uh, I will tell you that this show and, uh, the people in my corner, the, the family and the friends who, who have stuck by me and, and helped me through a difficult time, man, I just want to say, I love you all. And I truly appreciate you. And this show has, has really been a great creative outlet. I mean, just even looking a year ago to where I am now, just in terms of uh, people listening and the amount of you know awesome artists and people that I've been able to connect with on this show who have who have been guests of the show and, and spoken with me to do this podcast. Like, I'm just really grateful. I'm really thankful. And this gives me something to look forward to each and every week. And uh, I hope that it plays a role in your lives when you listen to these shows, you know, not to sound cheesy. But, uh, you know, hopefully it inspires you guys to keep pushing forward to, you know, if you're up, if you're down, if you're indifferent right now, hopefully these conversations leave you uplifted, man, because I've had a lot of great people on the show. And speaking of great people, this week's guest is a guy that uh, I think you're going to be hearing a lot more about. In fact, I know you're going to hear a lot more from him because he's very talented. He's very business minded. You know, he's a guy that, excuse me, when he sets his sight on something, he goes for it. And that is none other than Ra, the artist, who is a hip hop artist right now based in Los Angeles. But he's originally from Jackson, Mississippi. And this guy, as you guys will hear pretty soon here, he he is somebody that uh, has an interesting life. You know, he's got an interesting background in terms of being an athlete, uh, being somebody who served 
um, in the United States Army. Got his music career started around 2008, but really has gone more uh, full swing with it these last couple of years. In 2021, he's put out three singles so far, Fad, Show Me, and Tonight, each of them with a different vibe, a different flavor. Uh, Show Me features Mr. Foley. He also appears on the track Golden Strawberries from Goddess K. Joe, which is his wife, and you'll hear about her in this episode as well. So I, I just really enjoyed my conversation with this guy. Again, you know, one of the, the coolest things about doing this for me is just getting the opportunity to talk to people who come from different walks of life, different backgrounds, but we share that love for music. There's always a common thread in there, not just perseverance and moving forward, but whether it's music or sports and you know, it was really cool to connect with uh, with Ra, the artist, on, on multiple levels on this conversation, and I'm really happy to give it to you guys. So without further ado, I'm going to shove my big yapper and give you guys my conversation with Ra, the artist. Here it is. the artist i appreciate you man uh, like we were just talking before we got the ball officially rolling for this I, I really genuinely appreciate the time it's been really cool to connect with uh, so many just dope people and artists through social media and instagram in the last year so thanks so much dude hey i appreciate it man and i i, I i'm definitely ecstatic to be here i uh I'm, I'm 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 happy that you're sharing your space with me right now bro absolutely man well just to to take it back and, you know, doing, doing a little research on you to, to start this thing and obviously checking out your music, you know, originally you're from Jackson, Mississippi. Um, and I know that your music career began around 08, but, uh, for you, man, how, how long have you loved music and what's your, your first musical memory? What got you going down the rabbit hole with music? My whole life, bro. My whole life has been surrounded by music. I've always been able to, attach a song a music a theme to a part of my life bro you know so like a lot of people don't know this about me but I'm a really really big big crit fan and he helped me through a big big time in my life where I was over in Afghanistan I lost my grandmother it, it, it was just a big time for me um to listen to music and that's when I decided to get back like full force into it and you know Forget what people say. Forget everything. Just just do what you got to do. Um, but my first musical memory would, memory would have to be <laughs> crazy, man. It, it's going to be it's going to be juvenile, man. Back that ass up. Excuse yeah. me. I'm sorry if I can't. Cut, oh, no, but, you're good. You know you're good. I'm a I'm a I'm a 99, 2000 baby. I'm a cash money baby. I, I really love the upcoming of Lil Wayne. You know, that was my whole thing, man. Like, you know, my parents' stuff was the Master P. And, you know, it kind of converted into the whole cast money. Like, just being from the South, being from what I, I like to call the third coast. You know what I mean? I, I just really, really just, I understood it. It made sense to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, it was just a beautiful thing as a kid. Like, I should have been listening. You're a big, fine woman. Once you back that ass up. But, <laughs> but, but, man, it, 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 I wouldn't say it helped me, but it gave me an ear to music that I never knew. You know, before then, I was listening to the greats. You know what I'm saying? The BB Kings, the, the Nat King Coles, you know, being uh, partially raised by my grandparents and my parents uh, because my parents were both young. So, yeah. you know. So, you know, just just being around the greats and hearing the classics, 
I, I'm, I'm well versed in those. I, I mean, I listen to every genre of music anyways, but I would have to say for sure that, yeah, Juvenile back that ass up. That's, that's, that's my first musical experience, man. That's awesome, man. Yeah, and you mentioned the South. I really feel like it, it, at least, um, you know, when it came on my radar, my, my sister and I, I don't know, have you heard of a show called TRL with Carson Daly? Oh, for sure. On man. MTV? Yeah, for we sure. used to watch that like every day, man. And so that was when hip hop really kind of came on my radar in terms of I noticed it being mainstream because we would come home every day and we watched that. And obviously Eminem um, was, was on there. But then you had, uh, you know, uh, Still Dre um, and uh, Nelly was huge. Like that whole oh, Southern yeah. scene started popping off. Like Outkast, oh, yeah. St. Conia came out. To, what, 2000 was St. Conia, I think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so you had that whole Atlanta, uh, St. Louis, Cash Money Millionaires, um, Three Six Mafia, like all that oh. stuff. I felt like the early mid two thousands was 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 really peaking on like a mainstream level, man. Yeah, can't forget about Bun being Pimp C. Yeah, yeah, gotta, gotta throw them in there, man. It's uh, South Southern legend, bro. Southern legends. So staying on that, man. You know, growing up in, in Mississippi, what what was that like? Because you know. I, you know, talking before the beginning of this, uh, I'm originally from the Midwest and I moved down here to the Nashville area about six years ago and, and being in the South, it is, it is a different way of life. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, I feel like it's a little bit slower. People are a little bit more laid back, m- more polite. Um, but what was, what was it like growing up in, uh, in Mississippi, man, not only with, with the music that you were, you were a part of, but just the culture there. Um, Culture is crazy, man. It's a clash of a lot of things. Um, I wouldn't necessarily call it a melting pot because the city that I'm from is 85% African-American. Uh, I'm from Jackson, Mississippi. Jackson, Mississippi is the capital. Um, and it's more of the city. You know, it's not, you know, corn, cotton and, and catfish. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's not that at all, man. We actually have about 500,000 people in our city, you know, which is, a nice smaller city yeah. um just enough for you not to know everybody and not to sleep with your cousin you know yeah so so i mean jackson is man it's i love it for what it is at the same time i'm in la for a reason you know what i mean yeah everybody everybody comes out of where they live like at this point like i don't feel like i'm not even comfortable going home right now man it's, it's, it's not the home that I remember, but growing up there, man, it was beautiful. People got along. We could, we could still play in the streets. We could still, you know, just create together, create memories, you know. Um, and it's just a, such a different city now. Um, I, I love it more, which is crazy because I can still remember the times, whether I'm going down Meadowbrook, Northside Drive, whether I'm uh, on County Line Road, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's the same to me. Um, and I love it, man. I just love the culture that I grew up in. Um, but that culture also taught me to appreciate everywhere outside of there because I understand now that a lot of places that are in this country are so much better and so much more well off than my city. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I can relate from, from the standpoint of like, like my town of Toledo, Ohio, I would say it's kind of like a big little city. You know, it's a mid-sized city. You know, you're surrounded by a lot of other major cities like Cleveland, Chicago, Detroit, Columbus. So it was great for like sports and music because, you know, if people didn't play Toledo 
Um, you could, you could travel or drive within a couple hours distance or travel within a couple hours distance to see somebody, but, but I'm with you on that. I think, I think there's an element, you know, and, and, and I always wondered that too, you know what I mean? Like people from bigger cities, did they want to get out of the bigger city that they grew up in and go more to the country or somewhere that was smaller? But I relate from that experience of like appreciating where you're from, but also wanting to see something different as you get older. Yeah. And that was, I would say, I would say like just getting out of Jackson, getting out of Mississippi in general was my biggest driving point of joining the army when it's so young, you know, I really wanted to just see other things, man. I wanted to be cultured. Um, a little bit about me, just like my schooling, like I, I live like in the trenches, man. Um, you know, and I was cool with it, all my neighbors, but I went to private school. I actually was a prep football player. Um, so I, I got the afforded the opportunities to go to a private school, a better school just on the outskirts of Jackson because Jackson really is like that. Like, you know, you, you just can't play around, man. Uh, yeah. People, because people aren't, aren't going to play around with you, you know? So it's just a city you got to be cautious, but if you're in the right places, you're good. You know what I mean? And just being able to be with my friends outside at home and then being able to go to school and be around my friends at school it, it was a total difference. It taught me the literal difference between black and white. And I, and I mean, like, like not, not color, the black and white, like it's totally different, bro. Like the sides are like yin and yang, just to be honest. So I really just grabbed, grabbed a hold of that. And I used those experiences um, in my, in my, uh, in my travels. Yeah. Yeah. And when you, and when you say black and white and just, and just like the city not playing around, you just mean from like just crime and like, you know, drug activity, street activity, that kind of stuff. Yeah, man. Um, I grew up on a, I grew up uh, on the North side of Jackson um, where it's very, very heavy. It's, it's actually the better part of Jackson. Um, but you know, still at certain places you don't want to go. You know what I mean? Normally if you go to a city like, um, when you go to a city, it's like, hey, don't go here, yeah. you know, even, but nah, you can't go here, here, and here in Jackson, you know what I mean? Like, you, it's just a lot of places that you just don't need to be, don't need to go. You're not from there, don't come there type of deal, you know what I mean? And it's it's sad. It's sad. We got, um, we got Deion Sanders in Jackson now. Yeah. Um, he, he's Jackson State's head football coach, so it's really on the come up, man. Uh, it's really, really on the come up. People there, that are from my age bracket are really doing their part to change the uh, the outlook on our community. They're really getting back involved. They're, they're getting involved on the ground level too. A lot of people I went to school with, a lot of people that I grew up with are now teachers and influencers. They're influencing the younger generation to do better than what we had and what we did because what we were doing wasn't necessarily safe. You know what I mean? That's great to hear, man. And that was one of the things I was going to ask you, like if it's gotten, if it's gotten better there, like, if you know, now that you're a little bit older, you know, mm-hmm. and you mentioned you had that, that prep football experience and, and then obviously your travels with the army, but looking, looking at where it is now, has it, has it improved? Is it getting better? It's, it's getting better, man. Um, you know, it has its times it, it just like, just like any other city, man, it's, it's, it's constant war going on. You might not hear about it. You might not see it. But it is, you'll hear about it on the back end when such and such is gone or such and such passed away, you know, but me being so far removed, I've been, I've been gone from Mississippi after I got out of the army. I was there for about a year and a half. 
Um, and then I, I got, I had to get back out. You know what I mean? It's, it's one of those places where I love to visit, but don't love to stay. Yeah. Now for you with your experience, just being a good football player and you mentioned your grandparents as well, like what, what are the, what are the lessons that, that, you know, they taught you and that, um, that your parents taught you to maybe keep you, keep you away from harm's way was football, the, was football the way out and also the combination of the, of the lessons that they taught you as well. Yeah, I, I actually played three sports, man. So I, I um I played basketball, baseball, and football right after. Oh, so you were like just, you were like a Dion then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I played every sport. I lettered. I was a letterman in every sport. I just really, man, stayed involved in community activities and uh just just they taught me hard work, bro. And yeah. that and that that this street stuff isn't gonna get you like anywhere anywhere close to where you want to be. You know, because in my city, that is more glorified, you know, and I, I say glorified because that's what they see the most. Yeah. They see the money. They see the cash. They see the cars. They don't know what necessarily these people do to get that. You know what I mean? But as you grow up, you grow up in a system of kind of like lightweight oppression. You know what I mean? <laughs> Not oppressed by the government or by the white man but oppressed by, by your own people. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're literally, you know what I'm saying? Holding you, they're crabs, you know, the crab, the crab in a, a bucket, a bucket analogy. You know what I mean? If you ever seen a crab trying to get out of the bucket, the other crabs will literally kill their self to keep the other one down. You know what I mean? Keep the other one in the bucket. And that's what I feel most about it. Um, that they taught me to just be different and be outside the box, man. And that, that's what I did. I use, I use sports to get away, to, to be more athletic, to take me to a point to where I, I could pass basic training, but smart enough to do AIT. You know what I mean? That that type of thing, man. It's just it's just being being a help to the people around you, being more a giver than a taker. You know what I mean? And and when you when you think about it in that aspect and you think about it in a growth aspect, why would you even want to do something that would be detrimental to your character or your life situation? Right. Right. And for you, man, like that transition going into the army, you know, you mentioned, you know, lettering in, in, in multiple sports. Um, what was that? What was that transition like as you were approaching, you know, senior year, thinking about your options and everything, and then ultimately making that decision to serve your country, man? Um, I really I, I actually got hurt my senior year, um, but I recovered and I, I ended up going to a junior college and it was like <laughs> It was a junior college that was in the area. I played ball. Um, shout out to Heinz Community College, man. They gave me an opportunity to come out there and play. Um, but it was more, it was more or less like 13th grade, man. I had I had been duly enrolled in Heinz um while I was a senior, while I was in well 11th and 12th grade, I was duly enrolled. So when I got on campus, I was already a sophomore. You know what I mean? So oh, that's great. Like, yeah, yeah. My man, like I said, I had to stay busy. And that's one thing that that I, I do with my kids. I make sure they're busy. I don't mind grow, grow weary. They get bored and they do dumb shit, bro. Yeah. You know, and, and if they're anything like me, man, they're 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 gonna have some trials, man, but they're gonna be some of the, the best people because they're gonna be able to learn from the mistakes of my past, you know. That's awesome, man. That's a great perspective to have. And and like we were talking, you know, at the jump before we even started recording, like you know, I told you, like, uh, you know, me and a couple of my siblings were all two years apart and you were mentioning the age of your kids. And mm -hmm. I was like, man, that's 
definitely going to keep you busy, but, um, you know, just, yeah. just speaking on that and continuing that theme, man, I mean, what are some of the core lessons from your childhood and your experiences? Um, and even in your travels with the army that, uh, I mean, I know they're still young, but, but kind of what you want to instill in them in terms of just being good people. I want to instill the first thing that I would love to instill with them is to know your place in this world. You know what I'm saying? Know your place. Don't think you're the perfect flower. Don't, don't feel like, don't feel like you're the only one. It's just you. Don't be selfish. You know what I mean? Give and give to others without a, a heart that you were going to receive anything. You know what I mean? Um, because I would, I would definitely tell them to treat people better than I treated people, man. I used to be a dick. No lie. You know what I mean? And I tell, I tell people this because it's my story, man. I used to be a dick, selfish, arrogant thought I was too good for myself, you know, that type of thing, man. I thought I was a little pretty boy. All the ladies love me, that type of thing. <laughs> Bro, that gets you nowhere. That gets you nowhere in life. It doesn't. It doesn't. Hard work, dedication, or shoot, working smart even gets you more places in life, you know, because we're in a new age now where these kids are out here making Wi-Fi money. <laughs> and yeah. I, I say, what, just money from their phone, from their app or whatever, you know what I mean? So I would basically just try to instill in my kids that the world doesn't revolve around you, that you have to give to the world in order to receive, you know what I mean? And was, to know your, and to definitely know your worth. Was the army part of, part of that, that, you know, I guess you could say humble pie for you too. Like, you know, thinking like, yeah. Oh, I'm the man or whatever. And then you go to the army and it's like, you're just, you're just somebody else in basic training. Yeah. I would say that and, and um, football, even going yeah. to JUCO, you know, how you go from being a man at your high school to going to college and you're not it anymore. You, you just aren't, bro. <laughs> you're not it. And that's okay. That's okay that you're not it because that's growth right there. That's a point to where you get slapped in the face and you're either going to go forward or you're going to stop. And, and I mean, quitters don't win, right? Yeah. What position did you play? I was a slot receiver. Okay. Was there, was there, so who was your guy, like, or who, who are some of your guys receiver wise when you were playing that you looked up to? Um, definitely, um, guy he plays, his name is uh, Dexter McCluster. Yeah. And I have, I have to go to the, the greats, man. I'm, I'm a big, 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 big T.O. fan. Terrell yeah. Owens is my favorite guy. Like, out of everybody that I can think of, you know, that's, I mean, literally, that was my, they, they called me T.O. in high school. You know, they call me T.O. You know, I, I model things after they said I had Randy Moss potential with T.O. attitude. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> you know, they called me T.O. in high school. It was a it was a cool little nickname at that point. But I love T.O. I like what he stands for. And I, I, I really love I, I really love how he carries himself, man, because that's a guy that, you know, at any point in time can put up numbers right now to this day. And you also know that he knows who he is, man. He's from a small town, humble beginnings. You know what I'm saying? And now he's who he is. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just crazy to see. I think he was a really misunderstood guy, too. I think there's a lot of layers to him. You know, there was some behind the scenes stuff, you know, at certain mm -hmm. points in his career where you learn more about, you know, his, his, his family life and his dad and everything. And Yep. kind of how that intertwined with who he was. And so sometimes yep. I feel like people saw those antics, but they didn't realize just how passionate he was about, 
about winning and playing hard. And so I think, I think he's one of those guys that as time passes, people will appreciate more what he left on the field. And like you said, the dude still is like, he's still <laughs> jacked. He's still in really he's, good shape. I mean, I'm 33 and I look up. at him and I'm like, dude, I don't know if I'm ever going to look like that. <laughs> he know? still runs. I just saw him uh, run, run a race with uh, who was Tyreek Hill, man. And he, he still running with Tyreek Hill. He, he ran like a, low four threes man uh but to ran like a four 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 nine four four six something like that i was like dude dude you're almost 40 years old man you're out here busting out a four four man it's it's unbelievable and i feel and like it's, a, it's, oh sorry go ahead man i didn't mean to cut you off oh no no go ahead oh i was just gonna say yeah i, I feel like a guy that um kind of reminds me of him a little bit right now is, is probably dk metcalf of seattle Ooh, you know, yeah. just in terms of build and, and athleticism, but also a guy that has a, a lot of personality. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, you that's know, a, it, that's a that's an old Miss product, by the way. Yeah. Dexter was as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. I, I got a scholarship to go there, man. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I went through uh, spring training camp with them. Um, so I actually studied under Dexter. I was I was behind him. He was on one side. I was on the other. Man. That's awesome, man. So at what, yeah. at what point did the, the transition with the Army then, did that come in for you? Right after that, I went through spring training with them, and then I was just, just iffy about it, man. Some, something just wasn't right. Politics came into play, too. Um, I didn't realize, like, when you get into, like, major sports, like, it's a lot of major college sports, D1, SEC, like, it's a lot of, it's a whole lot of politics, bro. And I, I just, I wasn't, that's not me, bro. I don't do politics, man. I show action. You know what I mean? So I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell my mom, my dad. My dad was actually a college football player, too. Um, he actually made it to the draft, to the combine, walked on to a couple teams, man. Um, but I didn't tell either one of them. And I just joined the Army, and I called them one day after I had came home just for the summer and um, I called him and I was just like, Hey, I got to go to MEPS tomorrow, which is, which is where you go, <laughs> where you go to uh, in process for the army. Like you're leaving. They didn't know to the day before I was leaving, you know, um, to go to basic. And I kind of just kept it private because I didn't want anyone to sway my decision. I felt like I was an adult. I felt like that this was a life decision that would take me more places than football could ever take me. And it, it, it did. It did. It paid off, man. It paid off. I'm glad that's the best decision that I ever made. The stuff I went through while I was in, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want it for anyone. But the decision to actually go do something that was outside of me, that was not for me, but for me at the same time. You know what I mean? That's awesome, man. Yeah, there's, you know, one thing that I always try to check myself on, you know, you're talking about just feeling that pull to do that. And that something didn't feel right. Like in my life, when I look at, you know, things that I've been through, and I've had, I've had a great life. So I don't mean that like playing the world's smallest violin, like, I, you know, I've got a great family. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've, I've had a great family, um, you know, and you know, we all make mistakes along the way. But you know, I got I got a lot of people close to me who love me and everything. But we all go through struggles or you know, have to check ourselves, you know, for me, it's always like, you know, anxiety and some OCD tendencies and stuff. But I always say, you know, my head confuses me, my heart lies to me, but my gut always tells me the truth. 
you know, and it sounds like, it sounds like you met, you know, you had like a gut decision where you're like, Hey man, like, I just feel like this is something that I need to do. So I really respect that. Cause I feel like your gut yeah, doesn't lie, you know? Nah, it don't. It don't. If your gut telling you something, go for it, man. Whether it's an investment, whether it's not to do something, whether it is to do something, just, man, your brain makes mistakes. Your heart definitely makes mistakes, but your gut, come on now. Yeah. That gut feeling, that's, that's, that's the real. That's the real out of everything that we've talked about. Trusting your gut is probably the most important thing that I want to leave with, with the listeners today. Yeah, man. And, and and just, you know, building on that, you know, you mentioned um, you mentioned about, uh, you know, was it your grandma who meant who meant a lot to you and uh, that that you lost her while you're in the army? And again, I don't want to you know go anywhere that you don't want to go. But just just with the theme of this being perseverance and moving forward, it seems like that was obviously a pivotal time for you. And also, yeah. you know, your music career kind of starting around that time. And you mentioned Big Crit. So, you know, for, for anybody listening to this that, that you feel like might might benefit from some of the lessons or some of the things that you went through at that time, man, can you speak on that a little bit? Just what that was like and kind of how it shaped you and who you are today, even as a musician? Yeah. Um, bro, one thing that I could say about it is just don't put it, bro. I don't care if it's grandparents your parent they wouldn't want you to quit and and at this point you can't help them by quitting you can't you can't help their legacy live on you can't you can't support anybody around them that they might have left off on you can't do any of that if you quit you know and i i really had to persevere i wasn't in a space mentally where i am now to where i could conquer my thoughts you know what i mean just wipe them out be done with them you know, I knew nothing about meditation at that point. I knew nothing about uh, Reiki, Reiki um, sound meditation. I knew nothing about that type of stuff, man. And it was a hard time for me. But the only thing that I didn't do was quit, bro. And that's the only way what I can say that I'm still here alive today is that I didn't quit. So I, 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 do, I did what they call Charlie Mike, which is continue the mission. You know what I mean? And that's what it always is for me, man. It's Charlie Mike. I'm always continuing any mission that I start on, with, whether that be with my kids, whether that be marriage, whether it be with this music, because this is for them. This is at this point, this is not for me. This is for my kids' kids. That's awesome, man. And and, and I, you know, going into that, um, you know, I, I really dig what you're putting out, man. Like tonight kind of gave me, gave me a little bit of like an outcast, kind of almost. Andre 3000 vibe on that. And then you're, you know, singing, singing the, the, the main part. And then uh, show me the latest one featuring Mr. Foley. Um, again, I just, I just really enjoy the vibes on that. And then you kind of had almost like that, like Spanish guitar vibe on, on fad, you know? So I feel like you've given people different slices of, of what you can do. Uh, and then also uh, golden strawberries, you appeared on that with uh, is it goddess KJO? That's my wife. I was going to say, is that your lady too? I was trying to d- deep dive on social media a little bit. I'm like, okay, there's, I, there's definitely a connection here, but yeah, that was a, that was a dope track as well, man. I appreciate it, man. I, I just, bro, I, I really love what I'm doing, man. I love the space that I'm in and I swear, like, I won't let anybody take it from me. Not even me. I won't, I won't mess this up. You know what I mean? Because I'm on a wave right now and I'm just really showing people who I really am, bro. Like people know me from football. People know me from 
from from being in being an army guy you know just being people know me from being a rebel bro i will not go with the trends that's not who i am bro i've always been a guy that stood out amongst the crowd you know and i never knew why until until i I was constantly being put as a leader constantly a leader here constantly a leader over this then it got serious i was a leader that i actually controlled people's lives helped them with their lives kept them in line with their self and that right there was probably the most humbling experience of my life man just people trusting me with their lives because it gets real man it's real yeah, I can't even imagine, man. Uh, like I was telling you too, like one of my best friends, Nate, was uh, in the Marines, um, and he was, you know, nineteen year old kid with a with a machine gun over there in the Middle East, and that was probably that was like two thousand eight. Yeah, and we were like mm-hmm. nineteen, twenty years old. I was I was in my sophomore year at the University of Toledo, and it was driving me nuts because I kept I kept missing his his phone calls, and it would always come from like a crazy you know, like 15 digit number, you know, when somebody calls from overseas like that. And, um, you know, finally he called me one day and uh, they ended up having to go. I think uh, it was Ramadi, if I'm saying it right over there. And I saw a crazy story that there was a couple of uh, Marines who got killed. And I texted his girlfriend at the time immediately, like, yo, is he okay? And he was so, and I, and I never pried on, you know, he's told me some things, but I never pried on it because it's, you know, I don't want to be exploitative like that. Like even, even with the, with this podcast, the questions that I ask, like, it's not because I'm like a gotcha guy, or I want to try to like <laughs> get crazy sound bites. It's because I really want to get to know people and connect with people. But I knew there was stuff that he had to do and see over there that just, you know, I, I just as a man and as a human being, like, however he had to deal with that was however he had to deal with that. And, and, it, and it really puts in perspective your struggles as a civilian. Cause I'm thinking, man, like, most of the stuff that I worry about is all in my head. It doesn't happen. And it doesn't mean it's not important, but it, it pales in comparison to the, what you have to do over there as people in the military, as people who serve this country and like just what that's like to be a soldier, whether you're, you know, Army, Navy, Air Force, and Marines, like people like you who do that, man, I have a ton of respect for you because I know you have to do things that most of us over here don't even, we don't know what that is like at all, the sacrifices that you make, man. So. I really appreciate, you know, you serving the country because firsthand, um, just in terms of my friend and uh, my family, like I, I, I have a little bit of insight into what that sacrifice is like. So I really mean that, man. Hey, man, it, from the bottom of my heart, bro, I really, really appreciate it, bro. Um, I think that, to be honest with you, bro, I had it good because I have the ability to clear my mind. You know, just think about the people that don't know how to do that. They are constantly suffering. They are constantly being beat up on in their mind. And that that is a space that I could never live in. So um, shout out to PTSD, uh, suicide awareness, man, while we on here. You know, yeah. if y'all got if y'all got anybody that y'all know, keep y'all people close, man, because it's a real thing. And not just for soldiers, civilians, too. You know, um, we're all brothers and sisters of the same struggle, whether you done it, whether your struggle was in Afghanistan or whether it was here on land, you know, PTSD, suicide awareness, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a real thing, bro. And I just, I just, my heart goes out to everybody that's still dealing with it, man. 
and it, you feel like you're in a place now where with the, the things you've had to experience and what you went, went through over there, you know, you mentioned, uh, was it Ricky, um, meditation, um, mm-hmm. and, and just meditation in general. Like I actually, mm-hmm. they're not a sponsor, but shout out to the headspace app, uh, shout out to my yes. mom who told me about that app, but I love headspace. App. Um, but, uh, so you feel like you're in a space now where you, you know how to, like you said, kill the, kill the negative thoughts when they come in or just get yourself out of any of those patterns and, and, and put it into a positive mindset. Oh, for sure, man. For sure. Like I, I have those thoughts, bro. Not, not, not on uh, a severe level anymore, but I have, I think about things, bro. As an, I'm, we're we're all emotional creatures, bro. Whether we believe it or not, even the hardest guy got feelings, bro. Yeah. Um. And and I'm not a tough guy, bro. I I don't. I'm not a tough guy. I handle business. You know, it's it's a total difference, bro. Because you know you, it's it's really amazing that people. It's really amazing that people like care about us, bro. Kind of like you. You know what I mean? Because when I was actually in the army, people didn't give a shit about us, bro. Like a couple places I was stationed, we couldn't even wear like our uniform outside of the post. It was mandated. Like people tried to smash our windows. They'll break into our homes. They'll do those type of things. You know, they were anti-military. You know, they felt like we were fighting a war that was uncalled for. You know what I mean? And, 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 you know, like that was my call. That's not my call. I <laughs> I work for the commander in chief. You know what I mean? Right. But most most of all, most of all, I work for the person that's to my left and right. You know, to make sure that they are trained, to make sure they're established, to make sure they make it back home to their families. And, and that was the most important thing to me that 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 I that I I now understand that people didn't get. Like they didn't get that it was not my call. That I'm a small small fish. In a, in a in a way bigger fun yeah yeah and, and that's the thing man like you know i think if people you know if even if they don't support necessarily the quote-unquote mission or the war and and there's so much we we don't know like and i mean oh, yeah it, you know there there's so much like you said i mean just the average the average citizen just does not know um you still got to support the troops man because you know I'm sure the stuff that, that y'all see isn't, isn't stuff that you want to have to do or want to have to see, but you have that calling and make that sacrifice to do it. And that's, to me, that's what sets people in the military apart. And that's why they're so important to what we do. So yeah, man, I, I mean, every word of it, man, because uh, I, I got a little bit of a bird's eye view to what, um, what my friend went through. And even when he came back, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and some of the things and struggles that he's had and just, you know, he, he's in a great place now. He's a great dude. He's really smart. And, uh, you know, he signed up when he was 17 years old, we were seniors in high school, man. And, you know, I didn't have the guts to do that, you know, especially during a war at the time in 2006, when things were really gnarly over there in the middle East, man. So Mm -hmm. really appreciate it, man. Um, and I came in on the end, I came on in on the end of, um, operation Iraqi freedom. So I started in, Operation Iraqi Freedom and um, and um, Operation Enduring Freedom in Afghanistan. So I actually caught both tours. I caught I caught both. Well, you know, both campaigns. Man, now yeah. are you are you still are you still serving or are like are Ooh. you reserve duty? Or are you done now? 
No, no, no. You're done. <laughs> no, no, no. I am actually. Uh, I got out on medical, so so okay. like I, I got I got hurt. Did I did get hurt? Um, and you know I'm not hurt to the point to where I can't do regular lifestyle duties, but I'm not about to pass a PT test. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's just certain things that I can't do, though. You know, um, and it's okay because I still have all my you know, regular civilian, I can do everything, anything. I can work any job I want to, if I wanted to go work a job, you know, that type of thing. I can do all of that, you know, just by military standpoints, I'm not capable to be in the military anymore. Okay. Well, again, man, thank you so much for serving. And, uh, and again, I want to be respectful of your time, Ra. And um, I feel like I haven't even touched on the music stuff with you so much, but I feel like we've just been letting the conversation flow. But We're uh, good. Let's, let's go to five. We're good. We're good. We can go to five, bro. Um, but yeah, in the time we have left, man, you, you just put out Show Me, um, which was, uh, was what, August 20th. And as of recording this, it's August 31st, so just within the last couple of weeks. But uh you know, even on Spotify, that's like one of your rising singles uh, featuring Mr. Foley. Just just tell me a little bit about musically. And, uh, you know, you mentioned, as we've talked about, you know, Big Crit, uh, Juvenile when you were really young, just that that Southern influence. Uh, like I said, I, I heard a little bit of the the Andre 3000 vibes on, on tonight, you know, um, just just your cadence and, and, and the way that song flowed. But um, what are you trying to bring to the table, you know, musically as an artist and and um you know, the message through your music as far as what you're putting out there? Because it's clear to me that you definitely work on your flow. You work in the singing with it as well. But, um, you know, what what is the statement you're you're trying to make as an artist and what do you want to bring to the table? Man, that's that's an awesome question, man. So the thing that I want to bring more than anything is originality, uh, authenticity, bro. Like, I don't just just a, a, a little insight to me. Like, I actually talk to these curators. I play this myself. Um, I, I get myself on these playlists. I get myself these blogs. I get myself these write-ups. Like, I don't have a, a team that does all this for me. Like, um, if it's not me, it's my wife. You know what I mean? We we are a team. We, we get this stuff done because it's, it's one mission, one goal. You know what I mean? And that's to succeed and, and leave something for our kids. But I talked to a curator the other day and he was just like, man, I love Show Me. It's an awesome song. He wrote me an awesome review on the song. Um, but he said, we don't have a proper playlist for this hit. We're looking for more the baby type music. Shout out to the baby. He's an awesome artist. I really, really like the baby, even through all of his controversy. I don't feel like I feel, and, and the reason I feel like that is because I feel like personal expression is a big thing. You know, if you're going to take our freedom of speech, if you're going to blackball me for what I think and how I feel, not knowing what circumstances I grew up in, then it's F you. You know what I mean? Uh, so I just really, I just really want to say that everybody is not the baby. We already got a debate. Yeah. We already have a Lil Wayne. We already have a little Baby. We already have a Gunner, Young Thug. You know, we don't need any more of those. You know what I'm saying? They make awesome music for their sector. You know what I mean? It's time to branch off. It's time to be no genre like me. I'm no genre. However I'm feeling, whatever emotions I'm having, I might make a pop song and then turn around and make a trap song. You know what I mean? Because that's who I am. That's where I came from. I just feel like I can make any 
any brand of music, any genre of music. And I pride myself on that. I pride myself not being a niche artist and closed in, into a box. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that's definitely come out in your singles because "Show Me" doesn't sound anything like "Tonight," and <laughs> "Tonight" doesn't "Tonight" doesn't sound anything like like "Fad," you know. And just just as a fan of the guitar and stuff, I really liked it. Kind of had like that, you know, like that Spanish guitar vibe in the beginning of "Fad." You know what I mean? So Fad, definitely Fad's going crazy in South America too. Yeah. it's going crazy in brazil right now that's great man and and also i i read too that you've had publications on nbc cbs and fox can you can you talk to people a little bit about that as well yeah um they just really really i, I was connected with the right people man i was in the right place at the right time you got to be on time wherever you're going and you definitely have to make a good first impression and that's what i did man i ran into um publicist his name was um kyle dendy and he he's an awesome dude you can look him up on um instagram kyle dendy and he he took interest in my story and he got me an nbc fox and uh see my own cbs um in um in dc so i was i was on i was i was in uh on the news and in the paper in dc which was really really cool bro because i mean People don't understand, but as artists, we have to get those publications. You know what I mean? Those are huge for us. Yeah. Um, it just really displays who we are from a different perspective. It's not us telling you, like, I can say I'm hard all day, every day. But when you see it in, in a publication or you see me in Hump Magazine or you see me in Backdoor Hip Hop, like I am featured in those two just this week. Yeah. Um, now you now you realize that my stock rise when that when when those type of thing when those type of publications hit and I knew neither one of those publications were coming you know what I mean and they they objectively wrote on me and it was an awesome review man I just really appreciate people who are noticing real authentic music bro because that's what I pride myself on is being just fully authentic being a person that people can come listen to no matter what emotion you you're, you're having at this time i feel show me right now show me if if i mean you listen to show me so show me has no cursing in it. i said the n-word one time you know what i'm saying mr fully's my guy um but he he doesn't he doesn't do any cursing in his records and and because i vibe with him i did no cursing in the record you yeah. know what i mean and, and it wasn't on purpose and it wasn't on purpose. I actually freestyled my whole verse. So oh, it was, yeah, uh, it was a vibe, man. We had been waiting to get in the studio for about, you know, two or three months, man. Just my transition from Arizona to, uh, to LA, from Phoenix to LA. And I just, we, you know, we kept talking, kept in contact, man. And we finally got in the studio. We laid that record down like in an hour, hour and a half, bro. And we left the rest up to the, the our awesome mix and master engineer. So, Man, it, it's the work is coming, man. We, it's a, I'm, a, I'm a machine, bro. I, I'm, I'm not gonna. I, I don't cap about anything, bro. Not about my lifestyle, not about who I am. But what I can tell people is, I'm a machine, and I'm gonna push out music based off feeling, based off how we feel. Because if I feel like this, it's somebody else that's gonna feel like this, man. You know, it's yeah. somebody else that's going through the same exact thing that I'm going through right now. It's somebody else that's. That's, that's down and out that needs a happy, feel good song to just vibe to, you know? Yeah. And, and that's what I was trying to make with Show Me, a record that can be played in church, a record that can be a record that my mom would listen to. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. I grew up, I grew up in the Bible Belt, man. So, you know, just a record that my mom would be proud of was, was, was really, it's really cool to me. Yeah, man. Like I said, I really, I really dig the vibe and you can hear the authenticity in the music and uh, I really enjoy it. And, and I can tell, I mean, just even on our conversation now, like, you know, just, just the way you were raised and uh, the military background, like, you know, even though we're through a computer screen right now, like making eye contact and like even the stuff that you've posted on, uh, on, on some of your Instagram stories and stuff, like you're, you're, you're a no BS cat, you know? And I respect that because where I'm from in the Midwest, man, like, I appreciate straightforward communication, you know, just give it to me straight yeah. right between the eyes, no BS, you know, don't talk mm-hmm. about it, be about it. And and I really respect that about you yeah. that, uh, you know, you, you lay your thoughts out there on how you feel about things and you're honest in your music, man. And I think that's what it's all about. And I hope it kind of bums me out to hear a curator say that um, only because like you said, <laughs> we, we already, we already have all of these artists, man, all of these yep. musicians exist already. And, um, I think it's cool that you're not trying to catch a wave and, and really just kind of create your own thing, man, because ultimately I really feel like that's what makes people stand out anyway. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, whether it's hip hop, whether it's rock, whether it's pop, whether it's metal, if you look at the bands that ascend and the artists that ascend, I mean, look at, look at Slipknot. Like yeah. could anybody have pictured that a, a bunch of dudes from Iowa wearing masks playing that kind of music would have just, you know, taken the music world by storm. And, By and storm, bro. Or or made it past one record, and here they are, like you know, twenty plus years later, and they're still one of the biggest metal bands on the planet. You and know, still and the same, torn. Yeah, and, and the same's with other genres too, man. Like the people that have the staying power, I feel like have those ingredients where they have the talent, but they also just have the attitude, like, hey, I'm just gonna make the music that I want to make, and the people yeah. that vibe with it are ultimately going to be along for the ride for whatever it is that I do. So I really respect yeah. that, man. Yeah. I appreciate it, bro. It's just, it's just about being authentic with me, man. Like I, I can't, I can't, I don't, I, I see people clearly, man. Um, I see people very, very clearly. So I, I don't, I don't base people off looks, color, race, gender, um, or, or, or sexual preference, bro. Like, do you want to work? That's all I need to know. Yeah. You know, and we can and we can we can go in, we can do this, but you have to be on board. I have to be on board and we have to be completely focused because out here. One thing that I can say about moving to L.A., man, is out here. People don't play. Time is literally money. Seconds, seconds. You're losing dollars. You know what I mean? In seconds. So it's just like, bro, you have to be on top of your shit. You have to be in order. You have to be on time. And you have to show up ready for the occasion, man, whatever that may be, you know. For real, man. Yeah, that's that's true. And uh, speaking of that, man, I appreciate your time. And I know we're right up against the clock, but uh, I really I really appreciate it, man. It's it's um, you know, there's a lot of vitriol on social media. There's a lot of bull crap on social media. But, you know, I can tell you for this podcast is one of the best things that I've done. Not not just not even just finding guests for the show in terms of content, but finding good people like you, man. And I mean that genuinely, like I really enjoyed this conversation. I love what you're doing as an artist. Ra for everybody listening is, is rapid ascension too, by the way. Right. So I, I like, I like the positive vibes, but um, you know, I'll put up the, the links in the podcast description, man, but um, let the people know where they can find you and uh, you know, any, any hints or, you know, things you want to, you want to drop on them before, before we wrap this up, man, what you got going on. 
All right, man. Hey, thank you so much for having me on here, man. March of the Pod, man. It's 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 the dopest show out right now. Oh, I would thank say. you, dude. Appreciate I would that. say, I would say, bro, you go, you gonna be on top of Spotify, top of Apple, iTunes soon, bro. And and I can't wait to take the ride with you. I can't I can't wait for people to hear this podcast, and I I definitely can't wait to um see you on top, bro, because you're a genuine guy. You ask real questions. And you know you, you you're not invasive. You you opened up to let me speak. So I, I definitely appreciate you for sharing your space. And also you know RTA underscore six hundred one on Instagram. And um, you can also follow me, follow my um, my artist page on Facebook. That'll be um, Raw the Artist. It's just straight up Raw the Artist. And uh, also man, go follow me on Spotify Raw the Artist there also. Um, I'm Raw the Artist six hundred one on Twitter. Uh, all, all together, you know, and just get behind me. I promise you, I'm gonna take you guys for a ride. Um, I have a new track that'll that'll be out probably within the next three weeks. Uh, we're working on working on uh, the rollout for it now. It's a project that I got with um, Goddess K Joe, and it's 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 deeper than rap, man. It's about where we're from. So, yeah, what you took from me basically is that I love my city, man. And this is this next record. This is this is for my city. So I'm very proud of it. I'm very proud of the work that I've done so far. And I, I feel like I came away from a young kid from Jackson. Well that's awesome, Rod. Thank you again so much, man. Uh, again, I really appreciate the time and I appreciate the kind words. Uh and and uh I'm really excited for you, man. And this this definitely won't be the last time I have you on. All right, for sure. Peace, bro. Thank you. Love. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. I see you. All righty, Dighty. There you have it. That was my conversation with Ra the Artist. Make sure you go follow him on Instagram at RTA underscore. 601 again that's rta underscore 601 the link will be in the podcast description for this episode ra thank you so much man for taking the time to speak with me on this podcast i really enjoyed our conversation i appreciate your honesty and just everything that you've been through in your life to get to this point man and the hard work that you're putting in with the music and the the fire singles that you're putting out my guy i'm really looking forward to seeing what you've got on deck as we approach the end of the year and go into 2022. And I hope all of you stay tuned as well, especially for all you hip hop fans out there, man. This dude is really talented. Make sure you go check out his singles right now. Again, the links will be in the podcast description. He's on Facebook, Twitter, Spotify, but Thad, Show Me, and Tonight, they all have different flavors, man. And uh, this dude's versatile. He sings a little bit. He raps. I mean, it's it's good stuff, and I'm not just saying that because he was kind enough to to take the time to do this podcast, man. This is a focused individual. He's a family man. You guys heard his kids coming in there at the end. Like, I got a lot of love for this dude, and I really appreciate the time. So, Ra, thank you again so much. And make sure you go check out his wife as well, Goddess K. Joe. I will put her links to her music and her Instagram in the podcast description as well. But nothing but love all the way around for me, man. Like I said, this is what this show is all about, is connecting with people in a positive way sharing these stories with with individuals and letting you know about where they come from, what they've battled through, and where they are today to show you guys, man, that we all go through stuff. We all have high periods. We all have low periods. We all have periods where we're, we're, you know, 
on cruise control. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, if you're like me, sometimes like I have a tendency to ruminate and overthink and woulda, shoulda, coulda. And at the end of the day, man, the only thing that matters is right now, what you do in the present, what you do with the 24 hours that you have, you know, call back to last week's, uh, episode with King Champs. You know, we all get the same 24 hours, man, and you can go ahead and be great. So go out there, be great, you know, and there's resources to help. And those are a couple of links that I'm going to share just with the nature of this conversation as well for, um, you know, PTSD, suicide prevention. Make sure you go check out those links in the podcast description as well. If you're a veteran who's listened to this uh, and, and you're struggling right now, or if you're just somebody out there in general who's struggling right now and, and, and have some PTSD, you know, related to other areas of your life, I wanted to make sure I shared those links in this podcast as well, because mental health is something that means a lot to me. I've spoken about it on this podcast with, you know, my struggles with anxiety and OCD and stuff. And, and again, uh, shout out one of my best friends in the whole world, Nate. I love you, dude. Um, got a chance to see him a couple months ago. And we, you know, as you guys heard in that conversation, we talked uh, about Nate a little bit as well and in his time in the military and in the Marines and just being a young man, a teenager in a foreign country during the war uh, when we were over in the Middle East and he was over in Iraq. Like it was scary, man. It was real scary. And uh, I'll never forget, um, you know, finally being able to, you know, take that call from him. I stepped out of my, uh, I think it was an English class that I had my sophomore year of college. I remember I was in the student annex building, which is right by the student union on campus at the University of Toledo. And I saw that crazy like 12 digit number come up and I, I just stepped out of class, man. I didn't care if the professor said anything or not. And she was cool. I can't remember her name right now, but she was cool. So I don't think she would, you know, and in college, it's not like high school where it's like, you know, how bad do you have to go to the bathroom, you know? Um, you know, to get your hall pass or whatever. But I remember, you know, finally being able to connect with him, you know, a few months into him being over there after I'd missed a few calls. And then literally like a couple days later, seeing a story come up on Yahoo, because I have Yahoo email and, you know, reading about Marines who, who were killed in Iraq. And, uh, and, you know, uh, it was just, it scared me, you know, to, it chilled me to my bones, man. Cause I'm like, I just talked to him like, God, please, no, don't let this be the case. And got a hold of his girlfriend at the time. And thankfully she was able to connect with him and found out that he was okay. And if I remember correctly, they were driving through, I think it was Ramadi. And, um, there were a couple of IEDs that went off and it took out a couple of Humvees and uh, there was supposed to be one that that got theirs too, and it didn't it didn't detonate, uh, if my memory serves me right. So it's just, you know, the 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 thin line between you know being in this realm and being alive and not being here. It's it's so thin. Life is so precious. It's so fragile, and that doesn't mean that you should walk through life like you're walking on eggshells. Like, oh my gosh, today could be it for me. But it does mean that you should really be thoughtful about how you treat people, what you do with your time you know, um, the things that you're passionate about, you know, do you put them in a box because they don't seem practical or do you explore them and just, you know, follow your heart and follow love and, you know, stay on your grind and do what you got to do, but, you know, not put away the things that you love doing, whatever it is, whether it's drawing, podcasting, baking, exercising, cooking, you know, there's so many people with, with a lot of talent out there that I feel like, you know, music where they, they put it away or they shut that part of themselves off for whatever reason you know, and life isn't easy, you know, um, I think it's a lot easier to be short with people. It's a lot easier to be unkind than it is to be kind and to walk through life and, you know, try to be positive and be good to your fellow humans out there. But, um, 
you know, that's, that's one of these things that I think about all the time right now, especially with what I've gone through in the last five, six months, you know, um, and there's a lot of people that have it worse than me, man. So, um, I don't want to like dig up a dead dog or beat a dead horse with the things I've been through because I've got it way better than a lot of people out there, man. And I'm so thankful the support system that I do have in terms of my family and friends. I'm a very lucky, blessed human being. But all that being said, you know, I think about like, dude, why are you still thinking about, you know, A, B, C, and D? Why are you worried about this? Why do you, you know? And so um, I'm really trying to be mindful of, you know, making sure that I feed my mind and my body correctly, that I that I get the, the right amount of sleep, that I'm exercising and taking care of myself and uh, taking care of my mental health too. And so, you know, that's one of the beauties of modern technology is that we get to decide what we what we, you know, put on our hard drives every day. You know, when you scroll on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, like you make that choice of what you want to interact with, what you don't want to interact with. You you can choose what music you want to listen to. You know, here in the United States, having those freedoms, I mean, we, we have that choice. And, and I don't know, you know, what it's like in other countries, but, you know, I, I think as human beings, we all share that in common, though, for sure. I know we all share that in common just in terms of, like, free will. So no matter where you find yourself in your life right now, just know that you're loved Know that there's people out there who care about you and know that it gets better. If you're struggling right now, whatever it is, you know, if you if uh, you know you went through a breakup like I did or you lost a loved one, you know, that's that's not here anymore or you had to put down, you know, a family pet or you're struggling with career and what direction and what path you want to take, whatever the case may be, health issues, mental, physical, you know, whatever they are, spiritually, maybe you're trying to figure some things out. Just, um, you know, seek good counsel and make sure that whatever you're putting on your hard drive every every day is, uh, you know, moving you forward and putting you in a position where you're taking a step forward and not a step backward, you know, because it's easy to ruminate. It's easy to dwell. Uh, you know, it, it takes strength to overcome. But, you know, trust me, you've got it in you. I've got it in me, too. You know, um, these past few months have been difficult. But again, having this show, having my family, having my close friends and my support system, there's always a silver lining, y'all, and sometimes it takes a while to really discover, you know, the the lessons and the and you know the the inner workings of of why something happened the way that it did. And sometimes you never really get the answers, you know, whatever it is, you never really understand why something went down a certain way, or you know why somebody you know walked out of your life, or you know maybe maybe somebody passed away suddenly, and you're like I I didn't get a chance to say goodbye, like you know there there's there's if there's one thing that I've learned in my 33 years to put a button on my rant, man, it's that um, life is very unpredictable, and there's not always a concrete, you know, clear, crystal clear answer for everything. You know, I think that there's one. I think there's a lot of things beyond human understanding that happen every single day, and two. Um, you're not always going to get the answers that you want or need in certain situations. Again, whether it's heartbreak, whether it's death, whether it's, you know, uh, certain struggles in your life, there, there's, you're going to have to learn with being okay, not always having the clarity that, that you want. But I do believe in due time, you get the clarity and the answers that you need. I personally believe in God. I believe in a higher power. I've felt it. Uh, at times in my life, I pray every day. And I just think in general, the universe isn't out to get us. And I know I've said that before on this show, but, you know, I just really want to impart that, that on you, you know, um, today, it just, it's, it's on my heart, it's on my soul. And it's just, you know, keep, keep moving forward, stay positive, 
stay on your grind you know don't don't interact with with negative energy and negative people that that don't you know help you move forward in your life you know what i mean and and understand that if you don't have the answers right now they will come in time and just make peace with um with wherever you are and set some goals and and one of the biggest things is is acceptance you know accepting um people and things for who and what they are and i think if you can get in that acceptance mindset and that grateful mindset and just set your sights on you know greener pastures man you're you're going to be okay so that's what i want to impart on all of you today again make sure you go follow ra the artist at rta underscore 601 on instagram the links will be in the podcast description definitely check out his music whether you love hip-hop or not man like i I just think it's it's 100 worth your time i really enjoy talking to this guy and i really think big things are in store for him because he's focused and he's super talented and uh, I just think with everything he's been through, I'm so excited for him. So thank you again to Ra, the artist. I appreciate you, my guy. And again, you can follow me on Instagram at March4thPod. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike V. Bauman, and that is V as in Victor. Shout out to my grandpa. Proud to carry your name, carry with me every day. March4th.podbean.com is the host site. And if you would be so kind and you did enjoy this show, everybody, please go over to Apple. Take some time to leave a rating and a review it helps the podcast rank higher and ultimately gets these conversations out to more people and again you can follow it on other major streaming platforms like spotify iheart google Podcasts, and the aforementioned podbean all the links are in the podcast description i love you all i thank you all be kind be good uh you know keep keep trucking man it, it gets better keep on keeping on in the words of joe dirt things get better we got three months left in 2021 baby so make the most of it and on that note i'm going to close out the show by saying what i always say keep the faith and be kind to one another courtesy of ra the artist and i actually think this is an exclusive because i haven't seen it anywhere else yet and i'm super grateful that he gave me the opportunity to to drop this song on this show this is applying pressure from ra the artist and his wife goddess k joe check it out peace Yeah. We really from there. Yeah. We really that. Yeah. 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 Really from the trenches. Mind of a menace. When I was young, them niggas try to kill me. All on the curb. Nigga lost my pad. Now back on nigga. My shit all cash. Pound of the pressure. You can smoke it out the glass. Need to re up. Got the fresh on smash. Reach in my bag. I give you my last. Pull up the pain for my niggas that pass. Nigga play with me. I get on his ass. I ain't bringing up no beef from the past. I ain't bringing up no beef from the past. Whole ass niggas can't pay my tax. Whole ass nigga can't pay my tax. Whole ass nigga can't pay my tax. Whole ass nigga can't pay my tax. And if she said it, my nigga, that's facts. Yeah, looked out that you pay for the crib. Can't buy a bedroom where I live. These niggas know that I'm the shit. And all of my shit is legit. Trying to find out how do we live. Views of my shit is on MTV Crills. Top on the jet in my villa right here. Can't express how I did this here. Young nigga got balls, no feel. I don't really trust no one out chill. You don't want no smoke, stay clear. Got a ratchet that fix any issue. Make the wrong move, your people will miss you. Honey flicks, think I'm taking a picture. Blood spill, think I'm doing a ritual. Nigga play, then we straighten that issue. Not to mention. 
pushing weights, keep them benches. We be we, we talking French shit. Only French we know is kisses. Don't be and me or my missus. See you in public, I get right with you. Call up and let's go. Pop out and hit you. Call up and let's go. Pop, I won't miss you. Ready from the trenches, mind of a menace. When I was young, them niggas try to kill me. All on the curb, nigga lost my pad. Now back on nigga, my shit all cash. Pound of the pressure, you can smoke it out the glass. Need to re up, got the pressure on smash. Reaching my bag, I give you my last. Pour up the pain for my niggas that pass. Nigga play with me, I get on his ass. I ain't bringing up no beef from the past. I ain't bringing up no beef from the past. Whole ass niggas can't pay my tax. Whole ass nigga can't pay my tax. Whole ass nigga can't pay my tax. Whole ass nigga can't pay my tax. And if she said it, my nigga that's bad. Malibu, sub two. Been a boss, got nothing to prove. But you hoes ain't bulletproof. Fuck a crew, been making moves. Dark and cute, fuck the rules. Pretty bitch shooting, see you on the news. Fix your lace, got us coming through. Stay in your place, run your race. Fuck a case, pick up your face. Got a spray, ride, don't play. Life's amazing, no pray to Satan, no play with my make em all peace. Keep hating, we pray and we make. Stacking hell up, paper, didn't think we'd make it. Now we demonstrate it. Listen, highly paid, bullet holes, no caking. Bottom feeders, no racing. This world for the taking, it's up and we blaze. Track meat, shoelacing. No streets, keep chasing. Blood and Mary, see Jason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really from the trenches, mind of a menace. When I was young, them niggas try to kill me. All on the curb, nigga lost my pad. Now back on nigga, my shit all cast. Pound of the pressure, you can smoke it out the glass. Need to re up, got the pressure on smash. Reaching my bag. I give you my last Pour up my pay for my niggas that pass Nigga play with me, I get on his ass I ain't bringing up no beef from the past I ain't bringing up no beef from the past Whole ass niggas can't pay my tax Whole ass nigga can't pay my tax Whole ass nigga can't pay my tax Whole ass nigga can't pay my tax And if she said it, my nigga, that's facts